This is your girl, Divine, and you are listening to Edifying Queens, where we share a vision to effectively interpret the truth in the Word of God in a relatable way that is not only relevant to today's culture, but unquestionably crucial to surviving as a follower of Jesus Christ. If this is your first time listening, I am one of four lovely voices you will hear, and each week, You will have the pleasure of experiencing different views as this is a multi-managed show. So sit back, relax, and take in the rich word of God. I hope you enjoy. Hello, beautiful people. I hope you are having a wonderful Friday. This is episode 14, season one of the Edifying Queens. And when I tell you it has been a blessing to listen to my sisters in Christ week after week deliver the word of God. I don't know about you. I don't know if this is your first time listening to us, but check them out. I am blessed every single time. Sometimes I listen to it over and over again. And the beautiful thing about this podcast is we're not doing this to get an audience. Yes, an audience is the goal that would be nice. Not the goal, but it would be nice to have a large audience, to have souls saved, through this podcast and through these episodes and everything like that that is the goal is to increase the kingdom of God so it really doesn't matter if only three people faithfully listen to these episodes we only have four subscribers or we only have six people that listen faithfully it doesn't matter because if those six people are strengthened and encouraged by the word of God through this podcast then we are already we are already making a difference and we've already that's it that's that's the whole point that's the whole purpose so This is not a get rich quick. This is not a get popular. This is not a get famous. This is not a, nope. We're just going to continue to be faithful over few and let God do the increase in our lives because I know that they are blessed by what they are able to share with you all. It blesses me to listen to them. It blesses me to hear them each and every week um, conquer their fears of speaking and just contributing to the kingdom of God is such a blessing. Uh, I did want to start this episode a little differently. It was brought to my attention um, the other week that not everyone is familiar with how the Bible works, how it reads, how to how to get to scriptures and how to get to chapters and what it means so 
I didn't think about that at first, but I was having a conversation and one of the people I was talking to, they brought it up. They're like, yeah, they taught us how to look at this and they taught us that, you know, this is the chapter, this is the verse. And I was like, you know what? I, it was, I was thinking like, really? That's basic. But for some people, it's not basic. So I had to repent like, okay, Lord, excuse me. Let me take a few steps back and let me introduce and make clear how the Bible, how to read it and how to read, how to get to the scriptures and things like that. Because I don't know who will be listening to this at what point in their life, if this is the beginning of their journey with Christ, we don't know. So we do, I did want to make a point to get that together and share that with everyone and maybe teach them a little bit about how to read their Bible. So details. So the first, so the the first word is usually the first, the first word, the word is the book. That's the book. Then the first number after the word is the chapter. And then there's a colon, and the next number is the verse. So in order, for example, so in James chapter 1, verse 2 through 3. So it'll say James, then there'll be a space, and there'll be a 1, and then there'll be a colon, and then there are the number 2, and a dash, and a 3. So that means chapter 1 verses 2 through 3 and in any bible that you're reading it should be marked accordingly and in some other books like second peter or first peter there there's a number before the word or the book and then there's a number after so it'll be first peter the first book of peter because the letter is divided up into two and um you'll be able to like our first John you'll be able to distinguish which book they're talking about so I thought that was very important to mention I'm a little all over the place so the past few weeks have been difficult spiritually for me my pastor preached the other Sunday about when God is pleased the enemy walks in right afterwards and that has been happening to me. Excuse me. And it's been tough. It really has. But my Bible says to count it all joy. And that is actually James chapter 1, verses 2 through 3. Counting it all joy. So sometimes it's hard to count it all joy. But knowing that, you know, right, right after Jesus got baptized and the dove... The, the Holy Spirit landed on him like a dove. He um, he went into the wilderness right after that. It said that the Lord was pleased with him. This is my son whom I am well pleased. And the Lord was pleased with him. And then right after that, he went into the wilderness. And for 40 days, I'm pretty sure it was 40 days. I'll go back and I'll put the details about that particular story in uh, the comments but 
he was tempted of Satan and Satan, you know, tempted him. And so right after the Lord is pleased, the enemy is going to scoop right on in. That is why usually when people first give their lives to the Lord, it's the most difficult time because God is pleased. He is happy that you've repented and that you've come to him and that you've confessed that Jesus is Lord and that he was raised from the dead and that you're saved. He is pleased in that and the enemy will sweep right in and get in your way. So um, I've just been, that's a little bit of something that I've been going through. So to count it all joy. And another thing my pastor also mentioned was giving people the word of God and that being enough. I don't know about you, but I like to talk. And sometimes I get divine, all tangled up in what God is trying to say. And that is one way to not only lose souls, but to lose sight of the ultimate purpose that God has um, given us um, and in honoring him and all that we do and say. So right now I'm going to openly repent and start afresh once again. Hallelujah. It's also so wonderful to have our Heavenly Father who is open to forgive us even when we've really, um, for stuff that, you know, that we've done. Um, And I'm just grateful for His love. And I hope you are as well. Mm, Let's see. Another tool I wanted to give you all is that if you don't have a tangible Bible, um, you can download version Bible app. That's what I use. No, this is not a sponsored segment, but they are trustworthy and I've been using them for years. However, you can get God's word is how you get God's word and you want to make sure that the Bible that you're reading is accurate and that it hasn't been tainted and things like that. So you version is a trusted source. I trust them. And um, yeah, not everyone grew up in church using a tangible Bible and that's okay. I would encourage you to get a tangible Bible. There's something about it. There is just something about it. The word of God doesn't change um, at all. His words don't change. And um, you can still surely get it virtually. But if you can, if you can afford to, get you a tangible Bible. Um, They're free sometimes. A lot of the times people give free Bibles. Um, Get you a tangible Bible, something that you can touch and feel. So, um, So, yeah. So, a little prelude there. Moving on, we'll be in Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, we're going to read hopefully the first six verses. I was going to read the whole whole verse, um, oh, excuse me, the whole chapter, but there's so much meat that I don't want to glaze over it. I don't want to take it lightly, and I don't want to, I don't want to miss anything, so We'll just read the first six verses. And we'll be in Hebrews chapter 11, 
right now I'm going to read from the KJV, the, the King James Version. So, and chapter 11, verse 1 reads, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. In verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. So, verse 1 gives us the definition of faith. And the rest of the way it explains, like the whole chapter, it gives examples of people using this faith, of this definition of faith. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's the definition of faith according to the Bible. Faith is the assurance, the title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical sense. The definition of substance. Substance means that of which a thing consists physic physical matter or material. Evidence means that which tends to prove or disprove something. Grounds for belief. Semicolon proof. So, so far we know that our faith is the physical matter of material or material of things we hope for. And the proof of things we can't physically see. Now, in order to fully grasp the revelation in all of these examples that are in chapter 11, 
you're going to need to read the full stories. They're all referencing things that happen to each of these people mentioned. So, Cain and Abel, Enoch's experience, and we'll go into the rest of them when we get to those segments. And I'll leave where you can find those stories in the bottom. And I, I, I pray that you read them and then you come back and read chapter 11 again. It's going to bless you. So Hebrews chapter 2, uh, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2. For by the elders, for by it, the elders, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. So for by faith, so their trust and holy, um, so by their, their trust and holy favor born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. That's the Amplified Bible. So they had a good report because of their faith. And then Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So we know that things weren't just always here. Meaning through our faith, We know for a fact that God spoke us all into existence. Praise God that he did. I'm glad about it. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Meaning we didn't just appear out of nowhere, but that we were made by God with a purpose and not by stuff that was already here or by anything that we can see. Verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And that's in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. And if you do not know the story, Abel gave God the firstlings of you have to pay attention to every word in the Bible. He, he gave God his first fruits. And then Cain, he just gave God, he, he gave God a portion that he was due, but it was his heart that got him in trouble. So Abel's faith made his offering favorable to God because of where his heart was when he was giving it. Whereas Cain's heart was not in the right place. That brings up another point. So when that comes to like when we're giving our tithes and our offerings, when we're giving to the house of God, making sure that spiritually you're in the right state of mind, that you're in the right area and space to give to God. Because you can give God what he's due and be stingy about it. I've I've I can testify to this. I've had to hold on to my tithe and offering because 
in my heart, I felt some kind of way about giving it. I was being greedy or something like that. So I had to hold on to it until I could get myself right, till I could repent, get it together, and then say, here, God, here is my offering because you are worthy of my offering. And without any malicious intent, without any anything held or without any without a hardened heart I'm not going to give to you in my hardened heart I had to get my mind together before I could give God my offering now could I have given it and and been stank about it sure but then that's how you miss your blessing and I don't want to miss my blessing so I had to get it right like oh you thought that was your money no no ma'am that's God money that's God's money. I want to say it's Psalms 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof, the world, and all, and they that dwell therein. It's all his. The earth is the Lord's. That says it, that says enough right there. That makes it clear that the earth, the whole world is God's. And then the fullness thereof. So everything that comes from the earth is God's. Everything that's good is God's. Everything that we may perceive as bad is God's. It's all. It all belongs to him. It's all under his authority and under his rule. And then if that's not clear enough, it says the world and they that dwell therein. So that means you, that means me, that means your neighbor, that means your sister, your brother, your mom, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, your finances, that bill, your income, your tax check, your stimulus check, all of that belongs to God anyway. He doesn't need our funky $10. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. God can work without it because all of this is his anyway. So tithe and offering is not, it's not an area because, you know, God, God wants, I don't know why God is taking me this route, but God wants to, oh, the preacher just want my money. The, the church just needs my dollars. No, God doesn't need any of that to bless the house of God. I'm telling you, there's many pastors that can probably testify how they have gone without and God has still provided what they needed because he gives us our daily bread. That's taken care of. So giving your tithe and offerings, it's really a heart issue, as is everything else. It's spiritually, are you going to trust me with your finances? Are you going to trust me with everything? And I had to explain to someone the other day that even if you go to a church where the ministry is corrupt or the ministry has these issues going on and you are faithful and you give your tithes and you give your offering offering and you are faithful oh on what God has asked you to do that is where your blessing comes from no matter what the pastor or whoever is doing whatever with the money no matter what they do with the money know that God will still take care of you because you were obedient they will have to answer for their mishaps and their mishandlings in the in in God's church they're gonna have to answer for themselves 
But what we as believers want to do, what you want to do, what I want to do, is we want to keep our hands clean so that when we stand before the Lord of glory, we can say, God, I gave my tithes with a pure heart because I know you were going to take care of me. I couldn't see it, but I know that by faith you were going to take care of me. And that is also how your faith is exemplified. Oh, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That, that's why this episode is called Faith Exemplified. And this isn't even really where I wanted to go with this, but this is where God is leading me. So whenever I hear somebody, and I'm guilty of it myself, sometimes people use the disobedience of maybe a church leader or somebody they've seen in the past as an excuse not to be obedient to God's word. I'm not going to give because of this. I'm not going to give because of that. You're only selling yourself short, sir, ma'am. You're only selling yourself short, friend. You're cutting yourself short of a blessing. You are robbing yourself. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. But with if we have an attitude as if <laughs> the paycheck that we earn, quote unquote, is ours and not God's, when his word clearly says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and we take, you know, we take dominion over our paycheck. We take authority over our paycheck and we do what we want to do because we want to be lords of our lives then you have left God out of it and you can't look back and say well where are you God and he's like well I'm right where you left me you left me out of your life you left me out of your giving you left me out of your your relationships you left me out of your your quiet time you left me out of your job you left me out of everything and then when something goes up goes under is God where are you well I'm right where you left me I am right where you left me and I don't know I can't say it a lot my life is a testimony of God's faithfulness a testimony of God's faithfulness that even when I could not see where the next dime penny meal full tank of gas gallon of gas was coming from God provided right on time and he has proven over and over and over again so even when it looks like it's a hard situation he has not left you but if you have left him then there's your your answer is in (laughs) in the question God where are you well I'm right here where you left me And he is right there for us, providing for us. But that requires our submission. That requires us to trust him in everything. Because it's all his anyway. And for us to remember that in all that we do. It's very important for us to remember that in all that we do. In all that we do. That the earth is the Lord's. It doesn't say the earth is divine's. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say the earth is, insert your name, friend. 
and the fullness thereof. No, it says the earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. It's his earth. It's his earth. When I tell you that, that I was stuck. I was stuck on, I'm going to go to it just to make sure. It's Psalms 24. I was stuck on this. I was stuck. I couldn't even go any further. The earth is the Lord's. one night and I ended up stuck it wasn't even the first verse it wasn't even the first sentence it was like the first part of the sentence the earth is the Lord's take a minute and soak that in take a minute it will humble you it's really the, the revelation in that and like I've said before the revelation can't be taught it must be caught so that's something you're going to have to God turns on the light. He turns it on so that you understand like, ah, voila, the earth is the Lord's. And I've I've read this a million times. I've seen it. It's been preached. And I'm like, yeah, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when I read it that night in my bed in my quiet time, I'm like, you know what? The earth is the Lord's. It is not mine. It is the Lord's. You're right. You're right, Bible. You're right. The earth is the Lord's. So what am I? And then then follow-up question. So what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you operating like it's the Lord's? Are you believing like it's the Lord's? Are you walking like it's the Lord's? Are you speaking like it's the Lord's? Are you communicating with others like it's the Lord's? Like they're the Lord's because they that dwell therein. Not just the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So everybody in this thing belongs to him. So are are you walking and talking and thinking and living and praying and believing like the earth is the Lord's? Does your life reflect like the earth is the Lord's? That you are the Lord's? Like your finances are the Lord's? Like your job is the Lord's? Like your car is the Lord's? Like these bills? Okay, God. You got these bills? Okay, God. You got this car note? Okay, God, you got this light bill? And even if you don't turn it on, praise God anyway, because guess what Romans 8.28 says? You ain't got to take my word for it. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and go to Romans 8.28. And we know you can stop right there. And we know. This is Romans 8, 28. So even if your lights are off, 
even if your car bill can't get paid, even if your phone bill gets cut off, even if you have the coronavirus or somebody that you know has the coronavirus or that you, um, somebody that you're associated with has, has, has passed on because of the coronavirus. And we know, you and I, the believers of the Most High God, and we know that all things, not some things, not the odd things, not the even things, that all things work together for good, for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose if you love God do you love God? check are you called according to his purpose? check then guess what everything that you're going through is working for your good and if it's not good yet it's still working hallelujah hallelujah one of my god moms, she, she, she told me that if it's not good yet, that means it's still working. It's still working. If it's not good yet, it's still working. Let that sit in your spirit. Manifest that. Sometimes you got to say something until you believe it. Lord, help our unbelief. Lord, if it's not good, it's still working. I'm looking at my family members, my loved ones in the hospital. I'm looking at them losing their jobs. I'm looking at them going through hard times. I'm looking at them struggling. I'm looking at, Lord, but they love you. They live for you. They trust you, God. Then it's still working. It's still working. It's still working. Oh, it doesn't look good yet? Still working. It's still working. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. So, even, even still, us being the judges of what's good in our erroneous ways <laughs> lean not on your own understanding because sometimes what we understand to be bad Lord is saying oh you just wait you just wait because even death hallelujah even death to be absent in the body to be absent from the body to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. How is that not good? Is that not what we aim to do anyway? Isn't that why our faith, we're working our faith anyway? So that we can please the Lord? So that we can ultimately stand before him? So that we can hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? I don't know about you, but that's the whole point of this podcast, of me waking up in the morning, of me reading my Bible, of me praying, of repenting, of intercession, of my tithing. Everything is to be faithful to the Lord, to exemplify our faith to him so that he can be pleased. So that the end of the day that we can hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't know why the Lord led me there but I am glad he did because this has even blessed me 
And anytime that I am speaking to you, anytime that I get on here, I do my praise and worship before because I want to get in the right mindset because I never want to lead anyone astray. But I also know that God can take a crooked stick and strike a straight blow. I heard that the other day. He can. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. He is powerful like that. And right now, I just, I want to repent right now, God, of any way that I have sinned against you knowingly and unknowingly. Lord, I ask right now that the believer on the other end of this episode, Lord, that you are working right now in their heart, that you are in their mind. And even if they don't feel you right now, because salvation is not a feeling. And even if you don't feel the Holy Spirit, because you can feel him sometimes, and it's a glorious feeling, but even if you don't feel, even if you don't feel God in your midst, please know that he is worthy and he is still God, even if we don't feel him. And that's a reason to be glad, saints. That's a reason to be glad that we serve a God that even if we don't feel him, he's still working. Even if I don't feel it, you're working. Even if I can't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even if I can't see it, you're working. Even if I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. It's true, it's true, saints. So I'm asking you, to trust the Lord in everything that you do and you're giving and you're speaking and you're coming and you're going let your faith be exemplified let your life read faith walk by your faith and not by sight close your eyes sometimes if that's the only way you can see God close your eyes sometimes so that you can hear him so that you can feel him So that you can get in line with the word of God. Like, Lord, even though I can't see you, I can't feel you. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Work that faith. I believe you, God. I believe you. Choose today to believe the report of the Lord. Choose today. Choose today. I love you. I pray that this message blessed you. I pray that you have a productive and a wonderful weekend. And that your Friday is blessed. God bless you. If you are listening right now and something has moved you to want to know Jesus in a personal way, and you would like to start your relationship with him right now, repeat this simple prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that you, God, have raised him from the dead. I thank you, Father, that I am now saved according to your holy word in Romans 10, 9. Romans 10, 9 in the New King James Version says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It goes on to say in verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 reassures us by saying, 
for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to us and share your testimony, comments, or thoughts about the show. Or if you need a little advice or prayer, email us at eqlovesjesus at gmail.com. That's eqlovesjesus, all one word, at gmail.com. Please join us here next week to hear how God is moving in the life of another one of your edifying sisters in Christ. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to communing with you here next week. I am your host, Divine, and have a wonderful morning, evening, or night. Be blessed.